morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It's Amanda and Baron on Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 12.20 AM. Happy Saturday. I know. So and we are into June. Uh, yes. So really quick, while I still have my belly full, I want to give a huge shout out to Odmo's Pizza. Um, Mike, your crew is absolutely phenomenal. We just had the Green Monster, my absolute favorite. But what, actually, it's not my absolute favorite because those no, potatoes. your favorite was the poppers. The poppers. The potato poppers are so delicious. So thank you, Baron, for bringing in Odmo's Pizza for us yeah, today. Yeah, So we've got a few guests. Go ahead and introduce we them. We do. Well, one of our guests is a return. Turn. Um, and for those listeners that have been listening for a while, if you go back to podcast number 36, which that was, was way o- back there. Yeah, it was October of last year. And you might remember we were sitting on a go- at a golf course. Doing a disc golf tournament. Disc golf tournament. Yes. And Robin, who's the president of our board, was with us. So, Robin, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah. And then we also did a podcast for our grand opening. Mm-hmm. And we had Noah and... Matt Miller. Yep. But this wonderful person sends me this message saying, how can I help at the grand opening? And then I met Sarah. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Honored to be here. Well, I think that we should tell the listeners exactly what's, what Sarah, who, who Sarah is, what Sarah does. So beyond the fact that I met you to help at the grand opening, what's your, what's your job, Sarah? What do you do? And So full-time, I work for the Army National Guard. I am a tactical primary prevention specialist, and I help soldiers and civilians. And I've been doing, I've been working for the Army National Guard for about three years now. And and there was something specific that you do with them that we connected on. What is that? Yes, suicide prevention. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. But you have a title that we haven't mentioned yet. You are the current... I am your 2002, 2003, and now your 2004 Mrs. Salem for the Oregon Pageants for America. Oh, that's awesome. So you're the reigning, you're reigning Mrs. Salem. Yes. And at the, the pageant was like a month and a half ago or something like that? It was at and the you, Elsinore. Yeah. And so you're not Mrs. Oregon. No. But you are the current Sandra Bullock for <laughs> Oregon, right? Yes. <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Yes. So I you have the Miss that congratulations for dating that. Yes. Thank you very much. I also got the director's award, which is such an honor. So what exactly is the director's award? Um, so the director's award comes from our director, Mrs. Natalie, and she's actually she actually was um, Miss America in 2017, and so she every year she gives out a award for who she thinks has improved, who's most helpful, and in her speech she said, "I had grit." So I think it was such an honor. Grit. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's a nice adjective to describe Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for being here, ladies. Thank you. Speaking of ladies, do you remember who was with us last week? Brenda. How yes. could I forget? Uh-huh. <laughs> Brenda called us in from Arizona. Yes. We had a discussion about this uh, this cancer, beat be, cancer mindset. Mm-hmm. And I always do this to you. I'm you sorry. do. I is kick is your there butt. one thing from last <laughs> week's discussion about that mindset that just. Um, yeah, I think in one of the books, how it said that. Um, Something along the w- lines of how you 
I think people have it in their mind that you don't let cancer change you. And um, I think that that was, you're, it's kind of the opposite. I feel like you kind of have to change almost everything about you. You're in this battle where you have to look at your diet, your sleep, your environment. I mean, you have to take everything into consideration and improve it tremendously. So I feel like you almost have, you change everything yeah. about you to better yourself and, and to fight that fight. Yeah. So that's what really stuck out to me. Yeah, the one that the one that stuck out to me, and then as a cancer survivor, I'm going to ask Robin her opinion. But the one that stuck out to me was it said that you actually need to plan for the future. Oh yes, right. Mm-hmm. Like so many people, when they get the diagnosis, immediately they go to that stage of I'm going to die, right. and they don't actually envision the future. And the book talked about cutting out pictures of things that you want to do, and yeah. and don't let the diagnosis hold you back. Like Josh. Like Josh, yeah. who, by the way, is on the road now. Oh, good. That's so awesome. We threw some pictures up. Um, for those that, for Sarah and Robin that are just catching up with this, uh, it was a really random request that we got from Diane at Honky Tonks, one of her customers that had come in, and he had been diagnosed with colon cancer, but it was in, uh, it was uh, incurable. Wow. And... The doctor's like, we can keep you on chemo, which will keep the tumor from growing, but we can't stop it. And so he had to make a decision. Do I keep doing chemo the rest of my life? And he really wanted to do a bucket list item. And that was to drive a motorcycle from Newport, Oregon, all the way to Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. Highway 20 is the exact same number the entire way. Mm-hmm. So we are kicking cancer. We're alongside Diane Honky Tonks. We raised about $7,300. And he is on the road. Yeah, he I, he didn't leave what more than like a week or two about after. About a week ago, I yeah. saw the pictures on Facebook that you posted. They were amazing. He, isn't yeah. that so cool? So he he he's living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 so it goes back to that. You know, right? He got the diagnosis. He knows it's incurable. He knows he can't beat it. But he's going to live. And he is on the road with this bucket list item to take a motorcycle all the way to Boston, Massachusetts. That's, That's so awesome. So awesome. So what was the big mindset for you, Robin, when when you went through your fight? Mindset. Um, I'm a positive thinker. I never. I. I can't say never. Never. Never occurs. Um, <laughs> how my outlook was. This wasn't going to get me down. And when I came home and told my kids about it, it's like, listen, this is what I'm doing now, but we have all of this to do in the future. And that's how I did it. I continued with work. I continued with my studies. I was going through college. I was doing a leadership program. Um, And I, you know, with the help of a friend, especially, who did some driving when I couldn't drive, um, yeah, I still made it. And that's how I did my whole journey. That's awesome. You just kept going. You didn't, you didn't, sounds like you didn't slow down. I didn't slow down. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Slept in the car on the way home from leadership. But that's about it. Okay. Well, one thing we started early on in the year is I got this book for Christmas as a Christmas present. It is the Plant Based Diet for Beginners book. So we've been sharing recipes from the book each week. Mm-hmm. And I it's found, so fun. It is so fun. And I found a really fun one, since we just had some pizza. <laughs> How often do you have pizza for dinner? Right. And a really easy treat after pizza is popcorn. Oh, yeah. Yes, it so is. So this is Showtime Popcorn. Okay. And it comes from the section of the book on snacks. Yep. 
So it says this is a fantastic alternative to microwave popcorns full of oil and salt. Mm-hmm. Once you get the hang of popping your own popcorn, you can create creative finding. You can get creative finding different flavors and seasonings that fit your preferences. If you don't have a microwave, air poppers are great for making oil-free popcorn in just a few minutes. Yeah. I feel like are those the old machines that like? I didn't mean that, like old machines. Um, are you calling me old again? <laughs> We've gotten on this show before. <laughs> Those machines have been around for a while. <laughs> when I was younger, my mom, we used to have, with, you would put uh, the kernels in a this thing, and you put the bowl on the side, and it would shoot it out of it. And that's how I feel like all households used to yeah. make popcorn. Yeah. And there wasn't any um, oils or anything like that. Well, and most of those bags of microwave popcorn, once you get popping, there's a lot of oils inside of it. Right, okay. So once again, very few ingredients. You've got a quarter cup of popcorn kernels. Mm -hmm. you got a tablespoon of nutritional yeast, a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, and a quarter teaspoon of onion powder. Oh, yum. Sounds good. That's all you have for ingredients. That sounds delicious. So you put the popcorn kernels in a paper lunch bag. Okay. Folding over the top of the bag so the kernels won't spill out. Microwave on high heat for two to three minutes or until you hear a pause for two seconds on the popping. Remove the bag from the microwave. Add the nutritional yeast, the garlic powder, the onion powder. Pull the top of the bag back over and shake and serve. So why the yeast, I wonder? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're going to give me homework, aren't you? you? Yeah, I like that you like thought about it at least instead of like you really tried to process I was going to give you some BS answer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know for sure why. I was just curious. That was my question. Yeah, I'm just curious. Um, well, it's a tablespoon of that nutritional yeast. Maybe yeah. it helps it rise, like, you know. Bread. Yeah, well, you put it in afterwards, though. Oh. Because I thought maybe the same thing. Maybe yeah. they did it to cook it, but it's afterwards, it, like a seasoning. It, it might be a replacement for the butter or the oil that you okay. typically put. That right. would be my Right. first guess you know what's really good on popcorn also is parmesan cheese yes mm. yes Sorry. well and it says here that you can get creative finding different flavors right put some parmesan cheese and pepper on that mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. so there's a guy okay. who always wants these. oh yes bob <laughs> and we got you bob mm-hmm. i'm gonna send it to you right now i was slacking the last few weeks and he called did he, me did on he call it. you out he on it? did <laughs> I, I, I hear you actually texting straight to him now. I do. <laughs> he called me out. He was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Whoops. Well, okay. I wanted to uh, kind of hit a couple of topics, and both of these are going to weigh into the shocking facts that you always like to have me bring in. Okay. This shocking fact actually was emailed to me from Sarah, and I was even shocked at this. I called Sarah to get some clarification on this. But if we go back to that episode when Robin joined us, we were talking about how I met Robin and her her passion that she had. Robin, can you just remind the listeners, you know, what it was that you had thought about that we wound up joining forces this Pathways program? What exactly is that? So, um, in my cancer journey, I, I I met a lot of families that have children, and um, noticed that there was a lot of um, dysfunction among the children, and there was alcohol abuse, um, drug abuse, and then suicides came up. And I developed the program Pathways so that we go in and work with, be the support for these 
the youth in the family that somebody else has that disease. And we're there through the journey uh, with them. And we empower the kids to create their lives notwithstanding the disease. Yeah. That they have their life, they can create it, and they can still love the person and give to however they want to give to that person. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's how the volunteers are trained is just to be there. We do what we need to do. We get the kids together to network um, so they know they're not alone. And I think that's huge. Yes, because it's being alone through this whole process that creates the thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned suicide, which is one component that, that kids might contemplate, right? Right. Um, as you were running for Mrs. Oregon, there was a issue that was a platform for you, Sarah. What was that issue? An issue in... As far as so a cause that you were passionate about that you brought into that pageant. Oh, so yes, suicide, pre- suicide prevention. And the issue is how mental health and being alone, like you were talking about, Robin, um, causes suicidal ideations. And my platform is suicide prevention. Okay. So you, you okay. emailed me a couple of statistics. I'm just going to read the statistics and then... Try to get these ladies' input on this. Okay. Um, and where do you remember where you got these statistics, Sarah? Um, I believe I got some of them from the CDC, and then also, I mean, if you Google it, it's like the third one down. But um, also, like data resource from Child, the, the Center for Child and Adolescent Health. So they're fairly reputable places right. that she got this data. Um, suicide is the number one cause of death in Oregon. For between the ages of 10 and 24. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. And Oregon is now the number 11 state in the nation for suicides among youth. Wow. We were number 17. We've climbed to number 11. So I call, I, Sarah emails me this, and I'm like, whoa, we're not the number two. So I called her and I said, well, if suicide is the number two cause, what's the number one cause? What's the number one cause of death with youth? Accidental. Like accidents, yeah. something that mm-hmm. was an accident. So the number one cause of death for youth, they have no control. No over. control. The number two cause, they have total All control. All the control. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that besides everything else that Robin does, you're also a trauma coach. I'm a trauma coach. Trauma yes, coach. grief coach and trauma coach. Would you say that if the family gets a diagnosis of cancer, there might be some trauma there? It's what we call the big T trauma. It's a major trauma in someone's life. So, yes. And that will run their whole life outlook and life into the future. Yeah. Do you do other trauma besides just cancer? I do all kinds of trauma. I go clear back into your childhood and we work through things. Wow. I know that, um, I think I've shared this story before, and I know I've shared it with, with Robin, when I first had this idea five years ago, there was a really good friend of mine that don't ha- over the course of the last five years, I think this gentleman has donated five or six thousand of his own personal oh, dollars. Wow. And at one point, I finally sat down just to find out the why. Right, right. right. <laughs> he he has four boys. His second son had been diagnosed with blood cancer, mm-hmm. and they had brought him home. There was they were in a bed. They turned the kitchen into like a bedroom. And he ultimately passed away from blood cancer at home. Right. The youngest was a sophomore at North Salem High School at that time period. Sophomores are really hard 
age to begin with. That's a very difficult mm -hmm. age. Difficult yes. age. Um, so as a sophomore, he watches his brother pass away from blood cancer. And right after he graduated from high school, his girlfriend broke up with him and he committed suicide. Oh, gosh. And I was telling the family about Robin's idea and how we want to make this into a program. And the mom broke into tears. I, yeah. And she said, I wish this program had been around when my family was, you know, because, and I said, you, I, I looked at her and I said, you, you cannot carry the guilt of what that youngest did on your shoulders. But she felt like if she had done more from him, except she was focused on the one that had the cancer. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's the whole purpose for Pathways is that we could help. We could. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's hypothetically, Robin, if, if we had been there for that family and you got a sophomore in high school, what, what could we have done? For that family well first of all um that that youth that uh, young man would have had a one-to-one -one mentor um to be able to talk to um they meet they can talk they can you know some of the mentors even go in and help with homework um they go out and have some fun times together and then what we do every three three months is just bring them together so that youth would not have felt so alone. He would mm -hmm. have had other uh, youth, basically the same age, yeah. um, going through the same things. They could talk things through. They can network afterwards. Um, so he would not have been alone in that journey and, and realized that um, there were others out there to help him through this. Mm -hmm. So, with, with what you do with the National Guard, Sarah, um, I would imagine that suicide is an issue with soldiers as well. Within your job, what do you do? What kind of advice do you give when it comes to suicide? Um, well, I don't do a lot of one-on-ones with soldiers unless it's like unless a soldier comes to me or just anyone from the community comes to me. Um, my number one advice to everyone is it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. um, when I was younger, I um, actually attempted suicide twice and I didn't have resources and I it wasn't something people talked about so what I tell people now is talk about it put those questions out there are you contemplating suicide are you okay how can I help just let like Robin said have that support system it it saves lives yeah yeah with that statistic number two cause of death with what you do what do you think currently in our society is triggering that so much with these youth? Um, we're, talking, a, we're talking 10 years old to 24. That's a 14-year gap there. Well, if you think about it, and so we went from in 2017 to now, we've jumped from the 17th all the way to the 11th state. So one thing that does come to mind, and it is a sensitive topic, is COVID. A lot of us got um, secluded. Um, especially kids, you know, you're in a school with all your friends and you have people around you and then COVID happens and you're not with your, your circle anymore and you're alone and then take COVID out off the table. Um, we just don't normalize not being okay is okay. We right. just, it's not something that people like to share. It's not, it's not shiny, you know, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a great statement that if, if we could do nothing more, whether it be, you know, what we're doing with getting cancer or whether it just be life in general, it's okay accepting the fact that you're not okay. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I see a lot of um, households try to put on a, a, a great face to show others so that everything appears okay. And I feel like that gets pushed a lot onto the kids as well. Like, well, if you're putting on a front, then I've got to try to put on a front. And so, um, you know, they, they kind of follow the adult's lead in that and kind of stuff everything in until it's too late. Yes. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for those listeners who are just kind of tuning in to what Kicking Cancer is doing, we've got two huge support programs, and one of them is pretty self-funding. And we've talked a lot about the Go Team program. We've had Go Team Ozzy. We've got Go Team Josh right now. But for the Go Team program to effectively work is we work alongside your friends <clears throat> to organize an event that raises money, then then we take part of the proceeds of that money, we give it back to you. So it's a self-funding program. Pathways, on the other hand, we've applied for numerous grants. Yes. Um, one of our board members, Morgan Davis, is a really good grant writer, and, and we're going after a lot of grants because Pathways is going to require some funding. Right. And I just, for just a couple minutes, Robin, can you paint the vision of where you see kicking cancer and pathways a year, two years from now? How, what difference can we make in families' lives? Oh, my gosh. I can, I can see pathways really creating an avenue of communication between everyone through the person who has the disease with the kids, being that, being that, ability to have very deep conversations and know how somebody is feeling and then reaching out knowing that you're not alone and how that child can create and be empowered and to just you know thrive in this world um i can see grades being up higher than they are i can see school events and participation in those events um and still have the empathy and the love and the support of the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just know nothing's their fault. And it, like um, Sarah said, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's part of my coaching also. You know, everyone has their traumas. We all have them. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we all need that person to talk with. Mm-hmm. So that's what that mentors for. And... After the journey, after the cancer journey, if that child wants to stay in contact with that mentor, that's okay too. Yeah. And um, it's I can I can just see this whole world just blossoming and our our society being recreated in the futures of these kids. Mm-hmm. And those kids could probably turn into helping new kids. Absolutely. That's, yes. <laughs> I love to have mentors that way too. Well, I know we've got about uh, two or three minutes left. Sarah, you brought a a really cool magnet in for us all. Um, And there's a number here. It's a suicide and crisis lifeline. Do you want to explain this just for a second? Yes. So um, there used to be a long number, like a, you know, like a lot of companies have 1-800 or 503, blah, 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 blah. Well, uh, 988 is a suicide crisis lifeline where you can text 988 or you can call 988. And for our veterans listening, you can dial 2 and or press 2, and it goes straight to help, help you out. Um, it's a short and easy lifeline right there in the, yeah. in the, in the name. Um, you can talk to someone 
whether you're contemplating suicide or you just have, um, you're feeling really down and you don't know where to turn to or what, who to talk to, there's also a youth, youth line. So, you know, with the topic of kids, kids can just text that 988 and get help. I think that's really actually an awesome the te- the texting because I think a lot of kids that's that's their language that's at this their point, um, and it's easier to text than voice sometimes. So I think that's awesome that the kids have that option to text. Well, anybody, not just the kids, because for adults these things can be difficult too. Oh yes, but and you're it, right. It's kind of we got a whole generation that that's their language. Their language is texting. I mean, I remember years ago. My youngest, who's now 29, but when he was in high school, he and his friend were sitting side by side on the couch, <laughs> and they were playing one of those, you know, computer games when you're when you're a, a, a character in the game. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> on two computers, as two make-believe characters, they are in a in a virtual world, and I'm like, you guys are sitting next to, and you're not <laughs> saying anything to each other because they're chatting, right? right? And, and that, but that's how these kids are talking now, mm-hmm. and they're gonna go. I'm really scared. I, I'm thinking about suicide. The last thing they want to do is pick up the phone and call Sarah directly. Mm-hmm. It can be hard to voice it. But the fact that they it. could actually text Sarah, or not Sarah directly, but... The line, yeah. A service. I just use Sarah as an example. And I want to apologize. I'm so used to saying the number two. Um, for veterans, you press one. So it's 988, and then you press one. Okay. Okay, great. All right, well, we're going to wrap up this first segment. Again, a huge shout-out to Odd Mo's Pizza for being a sponsor. Uh, the chef is on point today, so hurry on down there and get your pizza and poppers, and we'll be right back with these messages. Mm-hmm. 